at AWP. How is everybody doing? Thank you for joining me. I have Tom McIntyre from every fucking band in the world on the show today. Uh, he just came back from the Michael Graves tour. And for those of you who don't know, Michael Graves was the lead singer of uh, The Misfits after Danzig, Glenn Danzing left. So that was pretty cool for him. Um, he tells some stories of that tour. And we also talk some other shit. Um, as always, every time I go over there, I end up exhausted by the end of it because... We're hanging out, you know, we're totally not smoking pot, and I don't know, I, I'm always over there late, so I, admittedly I lose steam at the end of this podcast, but Tom never does. Uh, Tom is also a member of the Static Sweetness Network, one of the co-hosts of the Comic Sweetness with Tom McCarl, he's on Matt Static, he's on a bunch of all the other shit we're going to be doing, and uh, you can expect to hear from him on this podcast pretty frequently too. And that's really it, Frozen Harbor's coming up uh, the 16th and 17th of February. I'm playing Saturday, I believe, it's with Blank Point Method uh, and Oppenheimer Orchestra. And Oppenheimer Orchestra is making our debut. It's our grand day butt. We're pretty excited about it. Um, not a lot of people know what we're doing, uh, including us. We're not exactly sure what's going to come out of this performance, but we know we're writing some really cool original music. It's a lot of fun uh, working with Tom, letting Tom write, you know, because Tom's a, Tom's a pretty fantastic lyric writer. and. I don't think he's ever had the opportunity like like he's had now working with me. I'm not saying I'm, you know, it's better to work with me. It's just I don't know what the fuck I want to do. So I'm I'm the type of person who kind of reaches out and says, "All right, what do, what do you guys want to do?" You know, I'm not the person who initiated an idea. I'm really good at kind of piggybacking and you know, when somebody comes with, well, I guess, you know, a big lump of coal, um I enjoy the process of of molding it into a diamond, I guess for lack of a better term. But yes, Alex Wolski Podcast, thank you for joining us. Enjoy my time. Enjoy my talk with Tom McIntyre. I don't know what I'm anymore. Bye. All right, so zippity-doo-dah, zippity-day. We're here with the, the fucking, the, the sexiest twins alive and twins. And this is the Alex Wolski podcast. Why are we bringing that back? And twins, because it wouldn't be Static Sweetness Network shit without and twins. And twins. All right, so Alex Wolski podcast here with Tom McIntyre, the fucking guy. Uh, fucking I'm the back. F- famous, yeah, the famous dude. That's uh, that's. I mean, you're famous, bro. Way too. <laughs> way too big. You of a play. Stretch. You have fans now, man. Uh, no, I don't. Swaths uh, of, of screaming fans chanting for Tom. I I don't have fans. Craving uh, Tom's dangus. Michael Graves has fans. And yeah, and you were bequeathed some of those fans who no crave your dingling. No, I was wearing all black back in the shadows. I was like a floating head and noise. <laughs> Everyone was wearing all black. <laughs> yeah, but they were moving around up front in the lights. They looked stylish. The band looked tight as shit. So I, I'm, I was really proud of you going out and doing that. Um, it was a good time. So when did you get a, back again? Uh, I got back Christmas Eve. Um, what did you do for Christmas? Anything? Oh God, no, not a fucking thing. Because oh, uh, you hate anything joyous. Well, no, I hate the for, uh, the force joy of it. <laughs> like, it's the happiest time of the year, is it? What's, is it? Is it the fucking happiest? What's your happiest time of the year then? I don't know. What's Tom McIntyre's 
happiest time of the year uh, for real when people leave me alone fuck you dude no it isn't because <laughs> you love hanging out with us look at this, this uh, yeah is beautiful. i mean i got a a a, a tight-knit little circle yeah, but, your crew uh what people leave no, but the holidays are fucking stupid. They're a distraction. Do you like the summer time? Do you like when it's hot? Like, do you like to go to the no, beach? No, I do, I do like the winter. I prefer the winter. Like the dead of winter? Like you like middle of January and shit? I like, yeah. I prefer it to be cold. You can always put more shit on. When it's hot outside, like, right. you can only take off so much before you're arrested. Well, yeah, and yeah, and I'm one of those dudes, I sweat in like pockets and shit because I'm a fat guy. <laughs> Yeah, and it gets just it just gets moist in places that I don't I don't particularly enjoy. That's why generally I hate, uh, humid. Yeah, generally <laughs> my body becomes humid. I, I, I that bisquick, dude. It gets pretty fucking nasty, and and yeah, you get you get the idea. Yeah, for the viewers at home, excuse me, the listeners at home, I really hope they get the idea. I that's, mean, it's pretty clear. That's why you're so vivid on a podcast. You have to be. You have to yeah. really give them paint the picture exactly of what's going on. Yeah. So, Tom, you were out there getting hot and sweaty with the, the Michael Graves band. Is oh, that what, yes. Is that what it was referred to, or was it just Michael just Graves? Just Michael Graves. Uh, yeah, but very, very sweaty. So, so how did you get hooked up with that? Because I think we not we didn't really talk too much about it over the podcast. I mean, because the last time we yeah. really did anything was fucking, like, July. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Did you know about it at that point? or? Well, no, it was sort of a, an odd little thing. Um my buddy Bucky just randomly Parker. tagged me. Brian Griffin. You it's know. a fucking guy, dude. Yeah, yeah he's fine. Uh, hell of a dude. Bit of a maniac. Absolute maniac. The best kind of maniac. Yeah. Guy. But, uh... Yeah, he tagged me in this post. Uh, just, you know, put my name in there. And, uh... As... I was, you know, scrolling through Facebook. I saw that I was tagged in something. Looked at it. It was uh, this guy, Carlos, that just said, I'm looking for a touring drummer. Uh, you know, a guy that's used to touring is preferable. Uh, someone that can learn some punk songs. I and know that guy. <laughs> preferably from the East Coast. Uh, that was the one criteria that I knew I met. <laughs> so. Ye uh, of little confidence. <laughs> yeah, I uh so I hit him up and I was just like, you know, what's going on? Uh you know, my buddy tagged me in your post. And it was the sort of thing just like, "Oh yeah, I'm the uh I'm the touring guitarist uh for Michael Graves." And as I read that, I was like, "Wait a minute, hold on. Is this who I'm thinking it is?" And then the next sentence was like formally of the Misfits. I was like, "Oh shit." Oh no, <laughs> because uh, you know, and I and I said it to them uh, after I I ended up getting the gig. Uh, I do remember getting like American Psycho and Famous Monsters in like junior high and my freshman year of high school. I think it was right, uh, respectively, because I'm old and I graduated in two thousand two. Uh, old, <laughs> well, not old, but. Older, o- older, I, older than all of us, dude. You're yeah. the creepy old guy, I guess. Yeah. Well, well, we appreciate you. I'm creepy you. no matter my age. Uh, <laughs> what are you gonna be like when you're 60? You're gonna be the best 60. Year Probably old. dead. No, if I, if I play my cards right. No, uh, no. <laughs> Always with you. Always with you. I gotta deal with this shit. 
No, I want to make it my mission to keep you alive till you're like fucking ninety. If, even if it makes, I have to live to like a hundred, which is rough. But uh, I'll, I'll, dude, I'm gonna keep you alive. I'll fucking like, even if you get like seen out, I'll fucking like, if you have a DNR, do not resuscitate. I'll fucking void that shit. I'll be like, no, he wants to stay alive. <laughs> keep you on machine. You'll somehow become my power of attorney without yeah. me knowing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep you alive forever, dude. Uh, best friends forever. Best friends forever, forever. and ever. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh. You know, he was just like, if you can learn the songs, like send send us a couple videos of you playing through them. Uh, also, send a couple videos of like things that I've done. So, I sent him some of the other stuff. Uh, the uh, "Peace to My Enemies" video for Pasadena. We all in fucking suits. Uh, yeah, that one. When you uh, kill and y'all kill Joey. Well, Pirate <laughs> Rob. Pirate Rob is the guy in the mask the whole time, and we like you unmask him though, and you killed Joey. Yeah. So Joey or Joey killed himself. Yeah, there's a bit of a gray area with that video. There is. Uh, I was so uncomfortable doing that. I fucking wow, hated you doing look it. dope as shit. They're I like, hated doing there's it. There's the close up. No, it's because I I feel the same like way. Like I always say, videos. like I always say with music videos, like I uh, I haven't played drums for for the last nearly twenty years because I had dreams of being an actor. So you're not acting. You're just a guy. Oh, you're kind of acting. Yeah, I completely was. You were a hitman. But Ooh. anyway, uh, Kill, yeah. So killing I, singers. So I sent him that uh, the obscure monuments video, where it's three and a half minutes long and it's three songs. Uh, and uh, some tsunami rising stuff. The good shit. But then I learned some of the songs, uh, sent him some videos of me trying to play them, which was apparently good enough for me to get the gig. Uh, we played the first show at the old ECW arena in Philly. How was that? Uh, it was cool. The ring was taken down, so it was did like... Did you feel nah. it, though? Uh, no, nah, it looks a lot. Did you get, it did, looks different. Did you get to go to the locker room at all? Or did you see the... Uh, well, go bathe in the, in the, the showers room, of blood. The green room area was like back above where they hold the ring and they have the locker room and all that shit. Did you see where Paul Heyman gave the speech, man? Oh yeah, those were the steps up to the green room. Actually. Ah, fucking balls, dude! Yeah. That must. Have been, oh, uh, did you stand up there and give your own? Like, ah, oh, we're gonna go out there tonight, Michael. No, Griffith, I thought man. about it. I did stand there for a minute, just like, yeah. This right. is the dance. But the only thing is how uh, they were all inspired by Paul Heyman in that moment from that spot. Uh, and put on a great show. I fucked up everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you botched the whole night? It was a, bo- oh, it was a botched yeah. night. Uh, yeah, at one point they made me restart a song, which is like... That's, Ooh. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah. So that that sucked. That really sucked. Uh, Wait, what song? I want to hear about that. I love hearing about um, awful, awkward shit. Well, what was that? I can't even remember which song it was. Because um, at the beginning of the tour, you did seem like you were like, "Fuck, dude, this is tough." Yeah, and, and then like as it went on, you, you were you know you seemed from what you were telling me, like as we talked, you're like your confidence went up. Yeah, but, yeah, it was really uh, a a big thing that helped with that was uh, like before the first show, I went up to New Jersey. I did two rehearsals with Dean and with Carlos, uh, the bassist and guitarist. But not Michael? Not Michael. 
uh, he was spending time with his family uh, before he left for the second leg of tour. So I went up there. We ran through the set a couple of times. Um, but then I had to come back down to Maryland, play a show with Wise Eyes the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, went and saw my family on Thanksgiving, then met up with them in Philly on Friday to go uh, start tour. That's fucking crazy. And, and uh, who was the handsome fellow who brought you? Was it brought you to Philly, was it? Or I thought it was New Jersey. Well, where did you? Well, uh, yeah, Carl drove up with me uh, to New Jersey on Thanksgiving. Uh, it what a was guy. Apparently quite the ordeal for him coming back. Yeah, it's fun. It's okay. What a guy. Yeah, we, just yeah. wanna, we just want to throw a shout out to Carl. Another one of our static sweetness yeah. friends over Take there. Take one for the team. Yeah, really just I'm sure us. pissing off his father. <laughs> Whatever, man. We're grown, man. You're allowed to piss him off like on holidays sometimes. Unless you really fuck with them on, during holidays when you were kids. That's what holidays are for, isn't it? Like, just to piss off your family? I guess in your world. That's not meant for that. Even though that's what happens, I don't think that should be the intended outcome. That's just a side effect. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, but after uh, after that first show, uh, we went out to Illinois. And uh, we had a show at Brower House, but we got there early. We ended up having uh, a couple days off in Illinois. So Exciting. So I was able to, like actually get to like hang out with them and get to know them and uh and dean i spent a lot of time with him uh throughout the tour me and him usually were in the same hotel room actually i think every single time we were in the same hotel rhythm room. sections usually like to yeah flock uh, together but he was in the same boat as me you know like he listened to the misfits he's 33 also so like he got the records at the same time uh and, you know, it was the situation where we were both going into it as fans, just like, holy shit, we have to do this. Like, we have to play these songs that made us want to make songs. How long was he in the group for? Uh, I think that was his second or third tour with them. Oh, so he was pretty fresh. So like, He was pretty new also, yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, I was definitely getting in my own head. Uh, just one of those situations where you're your own worst enemy. Right. You know, you're sitting there, and it's just like, I fucked up on that. Fuck, I better not fuck up on that. And then you just focus on that, and it's like, you know, you just, you do it to yourself. You overanalyze, you get a right. little crazy. But, uh, you know, like I said, having those days off, being able to spend a little bit of time with them. Like, when we sat down and talked about the set, uh, probably like four, f- four or five days in, uh, we were driving, and, uh, you know, they were just telling me what to do differently at different parts. And it was something that was really simple, but it was like, it kind of let me know how they were approaching it. Was, uh, you know, just an off-the-cuff statement. They told me, like, okay, you're doing this. You're making it harder than it has to be. It's just this quick, you know, drum roll. Just do that instead of trying to build it up both hands, same speed, right. you know. I was like, all right, cool. And they were like, yeah, once you do that, then you go into this accent, yada, yada. I was like, oh, okay, I see where I've been fucking that up. And I said it just like that, like, I see where I've been fucking it up. And, uh, you know, Michael stopped me and was just like, no, 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 man, you're not fucking it up. You're just doing it differently, but, like, the way that we know it. And it was just like that little, I was like, okay, all right, maybe I don't have to go insane because I'm not getting every single part exactly right. Right. Yeah. 
is that so how is he as a dude because i mean michael graves he's a he's a i guess fairly famous dude yeah in, in yeah he was second a, singer of the misfits uh the how best many were there total opinion. how many ah oh, there was a fucking ton uh there were so many people in and out but he was the next one after after yeah uh, glenn after, uh, after glenn left what years was he the singer from? Uh, ninety five to two thousand one. Oh shit! So he had like a long fucking yeah. He was in there for a while. Stuff. And was he on any? Because I'm not even a huge Misfits fan. Like, but was he on anything like notable? Like, like any hits with the Misfits and shit? Uh, Scream, The Shining, <clears throat> uh, Walk Among Us, Speak of the Devil, Dig Up Her Bones, Dust to Dust, Helena, Descending Angel. Uh, I mean, all all the like real big ones that he was on we actually played uh, right. while we were out which right. was you know pretty cool right. it was uh it was fun to you know like my i was talking to my mom one night and she said she was like uh because i was just telling her i was like I'm, I'm i'm kind of fucking losing it over here and she was like tom this is what you do yeah. so shut up and do it it's almost like they weren't that <laughs> cover, they, they weren't you weren't playing covers too like you were playing yeah that's the thing i was just playing the song yeah like, as a member of, of that group as a yeah. new member of that group, like a new incarnation because i know i guess they do technically consider it a cover like you know i again, mean he wrote the song yeah that, but, that's the thing like he wrote the song but like yeah, like if john fogarty played fortunate son he's covering credence clearwater revival but the motherfucker wrote that you know what i mean wrote yeah. the song so I guess yeah, I guess through a technicality, but yeah, yeah through a tech, but but still, you're playing like that's an original, you know what I mean? You're expected yeah. to play shit like that at that. Show. I have to blow my nose, so bad. Good blow your nose, then, dude. Come on, I have to get a tissue. No, I, well, I'll, no, I'll spitball here. We'll talk to um because I'm not editing the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I can. Oh wait, Justin, your... grab me a tissue. Oh, just you... so fucking uh, tight oh, ass me. tight ass Jub who made it back from Alabama in one piece. Yeah, it's good to see. Is, is here. And he's the tissue boy for today. Appreciate it, sir. You're the man. I apologize. No, you don't. I don't. You never it's do. Whatever. You're a punk rocker, dude. You played a famous punk rock band. Uh. What are you doing apologizing? <laughs> uh. Well, you know that's the thing. It's uh. That was actually. Uh. Something I got asked kind of frequently while I was out is uh. You know what is Michael like behind the scenes? And he's honestly one of the nicest, funniest guys ever. Loves Christmas. Uh, <laughs> it's, loves, very, it's very interesting. Yeah, loves Christmas. Uh, there was a <laughs> DVD player in the van, and um, it was all Christmas movies. There, it was like <laughs> uh, Christmas Vacation, Gremlins, A Christmas Story, uh, Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, fucking what else? There was a bunch of... Oh, Scrooge. There was a bunch of them. But, uh, he, messing, he ain't messing around, man. That's a no, holiday freak. He was into it. Uh, That's cool, man. But it was funny because, like, about a week and a half into that, he asked me. He was like, "So, do you like Christmas?" I was like, mm, "Not really." And Carlos just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just imagine and do like this punk rock because I've seen pictures of him, and he looked punk rock as fuck. This just all black wearing punk rock front man looking motherfucker, just like yeah, Christmas morning, just like yo, it's fucking it's Christmas. I got to wake up. It. Uh, that's that's pretty awesome. He's got kids though, doesn't he? He does. That, he has that, three that, kids. Dude, that always that always contributes to a love of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I got kids. But hey, uh, save, save it for Matt Static there, Slick. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but no, dude, I fucking uh, Christmas. The love of Christmas for me got amplified when I had I had one kid. So yeah, if he has multiple, which is he that does. he has yeah that it goes up. Right? I uh, it was great because like sometimes during soundcheck just to like get his mic right. 
he would start singing Let It Snow, but he doesn't know all the words to Let It Snow. So it just sounded like fucking Bing Crosby having a stroke <laughs> in the middle of singing Let It Snow. Well, the weather outside is weather. <laughs> it, it, he wouldn't even say words. It was just like these fucking incoherent mumbles. Just utterances. That's punk rock. It was man. hilarious. Uh, and Carlos, when he would test his mic, would always sing... Uh, the Big Show's theme song, but sing Shit Show. Well, that one? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the, the shit, shit Show. <laughs> yeah, Damn, every night. Goddamn, dude. <laughs> right, so he frog splashed me the one night in Montana. I was dead asleep. And I got frog splashed. And I wake up, not being able to move, and I just look, and he's over top of me, smiling, just like, hey. Did he pin you? I was on my side. Well, I say, then he, he missed the opportunity. It doesn't count. Uh, so, it was for you, right? That was the group? Yeah, and we had uh, a merch guy slash videographer. Did a sound guy come with you, or was it no. half sound most places? No, we used the sound guys that the places provided. Uh, Every place had a sound guy. Well, you only played much, venues, yeah. really, right? You didn't play any bullshit places. No, no, we played some pretty cool spots. Uh, like I said, the old ECW arena, uh, there was Brower House in Lombard, Illinois, which is always really cool. Uh, ooh, excuse me. Let it, all, let it all out. Let and then uh, I'm trying to think of some other venues that I really enjoyed. Uh, it was all across the country, right? Like it was. Yeah, yeah, we went all over. Um, Herman's Hideaways in Colorado in Denver was really cool. Um. Oh God, I forget where we were, but we played this like fucking KKK speakeasy, Canyon City, Canyon City, Colorado. Let's pause right there. <laughs> And tell me, just tell me about that. A KKK speakeasy. You're going to tell me about that. Yeah. Uh, the fucking architecture was amazing. It was beautiful. Get to the fucking point, Hitler. Like, what was the... But whoa. <laughs> you were uh, the one who played for the Klan, dude. No, no. It was. It was. That's what it was built for, but that's not what it is now. Although it is across the street where they kept the tree that they used to do the town lynchings at. It was really weird. It was a really weird place. And is the tree... Is it like... Is it, I, I, all right. Dude, there's so many. <laughs> there's so many fucking questions here. I, I still is, have them. This is where the podcast stops, and this is where we kind of focus in on this. All right, so you played the KKK speakeasy. That's not a KKK speakeasy anymore. It's not. How long has it not been along to called, the KKK? I think it's called the the annex. Is no. there still? Or is res- that a different place? I think I'm combining places now. Is there? No, that was Kansas. Is there still some residual, like? members that hang around like even though it's not official anymore like oh, still- i don't know i mean i didn't see any black people did you see any but... white hooded men no any crosses <coughs> i mean there were crosses but none of them on fire <sighs> dude it was a weird place they had uh they also had like this big wooden plaque on the side of one of their buildings near the venue uh that had all of the cattle brands for the original like ranchers and stuff like that in that town the kkk ranchers uh, yeah i mean I'm, I'm guessing some of them were they're so they're still commemorating them so like you played you were essentially you were essentially were just like go the kkk like here's some music for y'all no see you're painting a pretty bad picture <laughs> because it's not like it was it, it, I, I don't bl- saying, i don't blame michael graves and the rest of the band i blame you I'm i bl- <laughs> You could have, you know. <laughs> you know, you watch Birth of a Nation one time, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, it was like uh, 
the the building was originally built during the Prohibition era by members of the KKK. So they can get their booze on. So they could get their booze on. Uh, there's hate. all kinds of like underground tunnelways that lead to that between all the buildings that are on the block. Some of the stores have ha- have like since closed them up. Imagine that shit, dude. But, like just trying to go get a grab a brew. But here's the thing: is hit like a tunnel up. So they had that as a speakeasy. Usually, a speakeasy was like a fucking hidden place. This was a huge room. It was awesome. <laughs> they and, really put their. I mean, and you guys played like that's where you guys played in this fucking in this in the speakeasy. Bo- yeah, it's like basement fucking room. No, so, it was, was the it? second floor of this place. That's the thing. How it wasn't people? even hidden. That's did what I'm saying. It, oh, did it fit a lot? There was a lot of people there. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty big room. Uh, it was one of uh, that was one of the smaller shows, but the more interesting venues. How big were some of the shows that you were playing? Getting like what was some of them? Uh, some of them were pretty good. Uh, Sacramento was really good. We played this place called Holy Diver. Holy Diver. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> play with Michael Graves, Tommy McIntyre. But uh. Herman's Hideaway was pretty was was pretty good. We played um, <clears throat> oh, what was it? The Remington was the spot in Montana where the guy offered us crystal meth. Do you want to go into that story? Do you want to save that for another day? It's up to you. You've told me that, and I would love to say, share it on the podcast, but that's up to you, Tom. That's you, you need to do. maybe for exclusive content down the road. All right, we'll save that. But there's, yeah. a, I feel I, I feel bad, Cocktees and. The, the the listeners because I I heard that story and that story is fucking great. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but why we may have to make you guys pay for the crystal mess story unless you well last chance. We're moving on. No, I just feel like there it, there's incriminating statements. All right, there was no crystal meth story. Moving along. This no, okay. Good, so let me let me clarify by saying that no one in the Michael Graves band, Michael Graves. Me, Carlos, Dean, or Arturo, none of us, none of us did crystal meth. I feel like only you can know that you didn't do crystal meth. We all, no, no, because we all had the exact same reaction when the guy was like, oh, you guys like to party? And it was just like, no! Like, we thought he was joking. Bag of meth. But, uh, yeah, moving on. (laughs) That's it in a nutshell. I I have one quick question. Huh. What's meth look like, like up close and for? I've never seen it up close and for real. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm sheltered, um, or I just don't actively seek out people who have meth because I mean, my life you know exciting looked, or irresponsible. I don't know. It, it, it looked like uh, rock candy that had been in a candy dish for a few years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah. That's that's pretty much the look of it. I, I I can picture rock candy, but I've never seen what rock candy looks like after uh, multiple years. I mean, just figure, just just think about how old candy looks. Okay. In general, it's a hard candy, so. You know. I've never let candy get to the point where it's old. It's usually <laughs> to my tummy very quickly. Yeah. All right, so I guess. But Whitefish, Montana, yeah, that was first off a good one. He says a fucking beautiful, beautiful town. Uh great show people were just out because something was going on well, in some cases not a lot going on in that yeah that but, neck of know, the woods uh i that was the show where uh yeah that was the one where i got frog splashed 
In Montana. In Montana. Of all places, Montana. Uh, I think that was also, like, the first show that I made it through with, like, only my tempo being an issue. How long did it take you guys to get out to Montana? That was a while. Jesus. Yeah, that was a while. Uh, that one, I think that was, uh, so we did Philly, and then it was Illinois, and then we had a couple more days off, and we drove out to Montana. We did that. The craziest thing in Montana that I saw, though, is, uh, so, like, as you get into the state, there's a sign on the side of the highway that says, uh, white crosses on the highway are for roadside memorials. I saw more roadside memorials on the highways that we were on, which is, like, two. We were on two of the highways in Montana, in the, in the whole fucking state, and it's huge. But I saw more white crosses to symbol, like, to remember roadside deaths then I saw houses for these motherfuckers to live in. Dude, they they, I do they, not, they go fucking ham down there. I do not understand where all these dead people are coming from. Like, they had to live somewhere Cars. when they were alive. Where the fuck did they live? Cars? I don't know, dude. I guess when someone goes, they just move them, like, move someone back in. Like, yeah. they it just was, clone, they, Montana clones people. I don't know. It's fucking insane. I've never met a person from Montana. I don't <laughs> know. Then, I have no idea then, what they're uh, like. What are people from Montana like? I don't even know what they... Uh, what do they talk like? Are they... <laughs> well, actually, so that are place... They Canadian? That place when we got there, the guy that was running it was from New York. So, like, we started talking and he was like, oh, you guys from New York? And we were like, New Jersey. He's like, close enough. Bring it in. <laughs> like, he was so happy that it was someone not had, from Montana. You had to talk to some Montanian. Montanian. I, I, what it, are they like? What do they do? No, it was fucking great. Do they uh, all ride horses and shit? Yes. Uh, Did they ride horses to the gig? Um, no. Oh. But uh, no, it point? was it was great. Everyone that we ran into out there was like really cool. Uh, it was just one of those places where like uh, sometimes when you're touring around, like you know, people come up to you and and kind of forget that like you're a person because you did something that they love so much. Mm-hmm. So they forget that like you're just like their buddy that they've known since they were five, or you know their cousin or whoever like you're just a person right uh so like they can occasionally come up and like freak out and be you know a little over the top uh but uh always good natured i've never been like creeped out by anyone you know that gets a little too excited it's like after a minute i get a little uncomfortable because it's like i don't know what to do with all these compliments right like i've run out of space in my pockets i got nothing right uh, and you know I'm self-deprecating in general right. so they're like oh you did great and it's like well you know I fucked up here and then you and <laughs> like, that's something you want to say to them though because yeah, they, they, yeah. they don't want to believe that they just want to think yeah fuck yeah that's how I do it bitch mm-hmm. I fucking do whatever not like that yeah but uh punk rock I'm wearing black but what was really cool was uh sweatpants <laughs> what was really cool was in uh was in Montana like that was just how people approached it. They were just like, what's up, guys? Like, just very even-keeled, very level. Mm-hmm. It's like, you play music? Cool. I killed a bear the other day. <laughs> you know, and it's just, like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, it was It was a very cool environment. All right. So, uh, I guess, when was the point you started picking up that confidence that carried you through the rest of the tour? Like, 
uh, when you uh, stop being so self. I mean, I know you were you're the type of drummer that is always conscious of how he's playing and if he's playing good enough. But when did you? When were you finally kind of just like, all right, I'm in this band, I'm selling into a pocket. You only had a month on the tour, I know that, but yeah, yeah. So there had would, to be a point where things kind of started to make sense. Uh, well, because we had a lot of time off in the beginning, uh, it was tough to kind of find where I needed to be. Uh, but then as we got towards the end. You know, I felt more and more comfortable in it. Uh, there were moments where they were like, all right, you need to go a little faster. And then the next show, I would play a little faster. And they were like, okay, that was ridiculous. You need to slow the fuck down. And it's like, well, God. It's fine that, per- <laughs> yeah, <find laughs> yeah. that perfect medium. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Because, you know, like, you I'm want trying. me to go faster? Like, I can play really fast. But mm-hmm. I don't always feel like that's the right course of action. So I may have over, overshot it right. a little bit. <laughs> well, so, so, so you made your way back. You, you did the damn thing. You made yeah. some friends. Uh, what's the likelihood of you getting asked to do something like that ever again? Uh, that I don't know. Um, Still got their contact? Like, where they're like, oh, our people will call, I guess, you? Well. <laughs> you don't have to. Well, no. <laughs> We're your people. You have us. Yeah. You can call us. We're um, your people. Well, no. I told them, uh. You know, towards the end of the tour, uh, I was I was doing better. I was, you know, overall more reliable on stage. Uh, you know, definitely had a good time being on the road with them. Uh, it was a good fit. It was a lot of fun being on tour uh, with a band full of guys from New Jersey again. Like, the ball busting was phenomenal. <laughs> Everyone from that oh, band was... Oh, it was so much fun. The only person that couldn't take it was Art. And uh, who? Which one was Art? He was the he merch. was the merch guy. Yeah, and uh, younger you know, dude was he? No, no. I think he was. Uh, I think he's forty. Right. But uh, it was also his first tour, and it was a really long one. So like, you know, all of us we've been on the road, mm-hmm. and it's like after there's always that breaking point. Like everyone will just snap. There was one time on tour with Among Criminals and Tsunami Rising, where for me it was driving through Texas. I got to El Paso and I lost my mind and I was like, we are stopping! And they were like, yeah, 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 we'll drive. I'm like, no. We're getting out of this fucking van. Mm-hmm. We're getting a goddamn hotel room. I'm getting a fucking burrito from that spot with the bullet holes in the windows. We're staying at a this place. This is what we're doing. And I, they were like, are you sure you want to do that here? I was like, I am not getting back in that fucking van. Like, just you totally snap. That happened to me, and maybe Carl remembers this. I think I may have talked, uh, talked about it like two episodes ago. Yeah, I talked about it uh, when I had Carl on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. But uh, when I was out on tour with Wise Eyes, it was like on the fucking end of the tour, dude. We had this place in New Mexico that we stayed at. Oh, uh, this shit, Cameron's house. She was super oh, far cool. Albuquerque, yeah. In Albuquerque. And we had a day off afterward. We could have stayed in Albuquerque at this house for a day, chilled out, like, you know, posted up. It would have been fucking nice. But instead. They were like, no, guys, let's de- let's leave a day early and go some fucking place in Texas. Let's just go someplace, go outside somewhere. And I was so pissed, and I was in the go fucking outside somewhere. Yeah, and I was I was in the minority, and we ended up going to some I can't remember the name of the place. You guys know that like it's like this this swimming place that is like this fucking I don't know like a never ending hole or whatever in Texas that you could swim in. I don't know. It's like this weird. I I can't really explain it. I mean, I kind of see Texas as a never ending hole. Yeah. I deal with the people on, uh, with, of Texas on the phone every day at work. It's my job. What? Yeah. I remember this. I 
Karma, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Karma. Yeah. Karma. Just I was fucking. Lo- I was a lo- oh, so mad. Right, so we went yeah. to this place, and it was this swimming place. And I found out you had to fucking pay to swim, and I was like, "What the fuck? It's so dumb. It's an outside. It's yeah, natural. I'm, yeah. And then no you, one built this. Yeah. There's no fucking upkeep. Yeah. And, <laughs> and if they're uh, and I think there was like you know like a line you couldn't swim past this point. So of course I'm not much of a fucking rule breaker. I don't like, you know if it says don't trespass, I'm not one of those like oh, I want to go explore. I'm like no, it says don't trespass. I'm not. I'm, if it says don't trespass, but like it looks sweet past that no trespassing sign, like I don't. I'm a trespass. I I mean I I yeah. I know Wise Eyes tour. I was forced to do that like a couple times, and I hate it. I'm so uncomfortable with doing that because I respect boundaries. Okay. Nope. Yeah. That's yes. Habitual line crosser. That's mm-hmm. been. But <laughs> of course, been. Tyler and Sean were like, Dude, we're going to go swim over. They, so they went and swam in the forbidden area without fucking paying. And I was just like, <laughs> fuck this. And then Carl came, just Carl came with me, just a loyal fucking soldier the whole time. He was just so nice and took he took care of all of us, but he <laughs> always hung out and, and chilled with me. And I don't think he had felt like breaking fucking rules either because he has sense in his head. And it, we went over. And I just walked over to the fucking van. I was just like, I don't want to be outside anymore. <laughs> and I punched the side of the fucking uh, trailer and let the big dent in it. I had to like, they beat it out to fix it before anyone, <laughs> so, before anyone saw it. I just remember you screaming curse words on the walk back to the van. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Shit! You like, just ran. I was so mad because I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. There was like kids around and shit. Yeah, I was doing it loud as fuck. And there was kids around. I was so, dude, I was getting breaking point. It was the end. I wanted to see my family. It was so hard not to laugh, but you were, like, so mad. I was like, I can't laugh. That's, why, that's probably why you walked behind me, because yeah. you probably had to continue well, see, laughter. That, I would so, have been mad, though. So that was that was a thing. Okay, so how I said, like, we could all kind of take it, but, like, Art had his breaking point. Mm-hmm. So by the time I had gotten on the tour, like, I only messed with Art a couple of times, and it wasn't anything serious. It was always something stupid like, Art, for the love of God, get your shit off of my seat. <laughs> and, like, that's that would be it. But uh, I said that to him the one day, and little did I know, I had set off a chain of events with just that statement. Because, like, he was driving, I was sitting shotgun, and uh, Dean was sitting behind him. So after a little while, you know, like, he would, when anyone else was driving, Dean leans forward, and he's just like, hey, Art. Uh, how are you doing up there, buddy? And Art was like, oh, fuck you, man. Go fuck yourself. And he was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, he was just genuinely asking, like, hey, man, you doing all right? You doing all right driving? You need anyone to drive? And Art lost his shit. And, then, like, it got to the point where uh, we were just sort of like, all right, when Art gets annoyed, it's way easier to make fun of him. All right. Because he loses his shit. It's like the little brother thing. Like, with your little brother, you fuck with him, you fuck with him, he starts really losing his shit, and then, he gets... Then he, he loses the shit, he pops, tries to pop in the mouth. And then it gets, like, real funny. So, uh... Someone had little brother. Yeah. But, uh... It got to the point where we were like, alright, we can't, we can't even push anymore. Like, we can't do this. And, uh... <laughs> Carlos decided... Uh, that in those moments where he could tell we were all stopping ourselves and it would be like this awkward silence, he would just start playing the Jaws theme song 
on his phone because you know there's blood in the water. Kids <laughs> <laughs> uh, are horrible. Oh, it was fucking great. <laughs> you, like I remember when Art discovered that he was like, "Oh, oh, I see what you're doing. I see what <laughs> like." It was really funny. You should be ashamed of yourselves. No, it was good. It was good natured because it went all. I mean, it went in every direction. Uh, they give you any new guy shit? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, did you feel like you belong? Like, did they make you feel comfortable? Well, okay, so here's the thing, is, uh, <laughs> as people might be able to tell, I don't take myself very seriously. Not the fucking least bit, according, <laughs> to, what, according to what I know about you. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so it was kind of interesting to be, uh, a part of something that on stage is so serious, because I carry, you know, that kind of... Uh, I guess whatever type attitude over into playing like when I play drums I'm up there I'm smiling I'm sweating I'm fucking up I'm laughing at myself you know whatever uh, but you know I'm not up there twirling sticks and doing these big arm things like I'm generally keeping my arms in like kind of tight moving quick like not I don't know how to make a show of myself mm-hmm. sparklers uh, too <laughs> but uh so, like, it was weird in that sense. And also, you know, uh, just when we were out walking around, like, they all had their cool leather jackets and all this other happy horse shit. And I'm walking around in, like, a, a London fog trench coat that my Uncle Tom got back in, like, 1976. Hey, I've seen that trench coat. That trench coat is sharp the, as fuck. Uh, they kept calling me Inspector Gadget. Uh, Inspector Gadget because of it. So. Really, dude? That's a sharp trench coat. They have no idea. No. That, <laughs> Although that... someone did call out, they were like, "Is that is that a London fog?" I was like, "It is." <laughs> well, yes, it is. You and it quite... kept me really warm when it was cold because that lining is fucking awesome. No, no, leather jackets are cool and all, but they can do, especially if it gets really like humid and shit or muggy. I don't know. It just but, they uh, get uncomfortable. But you know, I definitely didn't look the part. Um, there was a couple of people that asked Michael and Carlos, like, who is that hipster that you have playing drums for? Oh, that must have pissed you and, the fuck off. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I was talking to Michael about it. I was just like, man, I, I was like, how many people have said that? He was like, a few. I was like, I don't see it. I was like, I get that a lot, but, like, I don't see it. And he's like, yeah, I don't see it. It's probably the beard. Maybe the hair. Possibly well, the, the, glasses. Well, the glasses. Maybe the jacket. He was like, actually, maybe I can see it. What about, like, <laughs> and I, like what about, like, Milo, dude? Just because, you know what I mean? For the, like, you know, it I uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is. Uh, that's bullshit. Yeah. Alright, So fans of certain genres, like metalheads and and hardcore punk fans, can be very fucking judgmental of people that play the music they enjoy. <laughs> they really, they really, yeah. really fucking can, dude. Like yeah. for something that seems, and again, I not knocking the fans I, at all. Yeah. They seem like they were really good and awesome to you, but it just again, it seems like again, I like have fans not, of. I have uh, gone to see bands that I love that are still like trying to do shit that they were doing when I was like 12 yeah. and it's like alright you chode knock it off you gotta do something it, but like I, I've said that so I know how like fans can be of the bands they listen to right but uh but you know it was they they looked more the part than I did right but you still were able to fit in enough and, and get out there and just oh, fucking yeah. do the damn thing. Yeah, my general go fuck yourself attitude uh, covered a lot of grounds. Really, just getting out there and showing the world you don't give a fine fuck, yeah. right, Tom? Yeah, I've accepted death. Things are okay. 
I guess that's just your your catchphrase now. But I won't let you. I guess I've made it clear that I'm going to make it my mission to make sure you live for an incredibly long time. Yeah. Even if it's a painfully long time. I uh. I'll write be, it. That'll be my next tattoo. I've accepted death. <laughs> what just written out? What does he make it in Comic Sans? <laughs> Piss everybody off. Well, dude, thanks for stopping by the old piddly piddly podcast and telling us about your fucking uh, super famous adventures. Give me my own house. I hate you, dude. <laughs> Kayfabe, bro. Uh, We're in my studio. Yeah. Can't you hear the studio yeah. quality mic? But see, but see, so here's the thing. Okay, so, yeah, I did this tour. And uh, it was awesome. You know, if they asked me to come back uh, to cover for Tony again, I definitely would. Uh, I wouldn't let you leave, but I, you, I don't, you, you try. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh but I'm definitely down for it. But I'm fucking stoked. Uh, I mean, it's been announced on certain flyers and things like that, but the Oppenheimer Orchestra debut at Frozen oh, Harbor. Oh, shit. Dude, that, it's going down. Uh, it's going to be horrifying to other, like, just so many people. They're not going to get it. I'm going to be dressed as the devil. I'm going to be wearing a codpiece. Um, yeah, it's... Um, Tom will have two codpieces. Two. One for each dick. Yep, I got two dicks. Two dicks. All right, so t- tell them, because you're better at promoting the shit than I am. <laughs> and well, I'm bashful. Uh, well, I'm waiting on uh, hearing back to see uh, what stage we're on and things like that. But, uh, yeah, Frozen Harbor will be the debut of <laughs> the... Uh, Your mom's favorite band. The, well, it will be my mom's favorite band. She's very supportive. She is. Um, Judy's super nice. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, it's a fucking noise experiment. Um, Just the two of us. Yeah. The two of us. We went out and got a, uh, what, what was it? We went to Guitar Center today and bought a fuzz pedal. Oh, yeah, the Rusty Fuzz. The, the Rusty T- Fuzz. What that TC Electronics? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds really fuzz. good. $50 pedal. Fucking sweet, dude. Yeah. So that, I guess that's going to be the sound we're going for. So, yeah, it's just me and Tom, fucking bass, drums. Uh, we're doing a Death From Above style. I guess that's the only band I really compare it to. That's why well, I local hates... H he played guitar, but you know. Yeah, and, but I, I hate saying like like as a duo, like oh duo. What do you guys like the White Stripes? Again, the only thing you can no because I know how to play drums. Well, yes, but I know like the only thing you can... <laughs> the like yeah the only yeah. <laughs> Deb, the only the only thing you can really compare a bass and drum duo that people can understand is Death from Above, and they're not even that well known. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. I don't know. We're going to try to do something. It's going to be fun and aggressive. I'm going to be dressed like a, a, a ninja turtle. I'm pretty sure I'm just going to wear clothes. And uh, Tom is going to be dressed like uh, myself. Sidney Crosby after he got hit in the face with that puck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. But All right. Uh, we're also playing with Blank Point Method then, too. Yes. Uh, dude, it's so and much. I'm playing with. I think Wise, Wise Eyes, Eyes is there. and Zach Bell's and Company Band are they on it too? I, maybe. You're just a whore, dude. You'll play. You'll do anything for for fucking fame and attention. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Uh, I've I've been traveling out of the state that I've lived in to play shows. Like that's the way I think about it. Like when was the first time I started playing out of state? The first time Tsunami Rising started playing out of state, I was like 19. So I have been a traveling musician for 14 years. This is all I know how to do. I like I have You draw things all right. I have no other real skills. You like draw this things. is it. 
<laughs> you draw shit. You draw good shit. Yeah, but no one cares. Yeah. I mean, who gives a shit about the music that we play either? No one. Well, more people. More no one people. Gives, no one gives a shit about this podcast. No one gives that. That's why it's like no one. <laughs> no one's gonna give a shit. Like, That is it for this episode of the Alex Wolski Podcast. Thank you for hanging out with me and my good buddy Tommy McIntyre. And you'll be hearing a lot more from him as well over the next couple weeks, months, hopefully years. Uh, unless he gets swept up by another super famous guy like Michael Graves. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm really happy to have him back. Uh, I'm glad he got that kind of exposure on that tour. Uh, sounded like he had a fucking blast. Sounded like he got to push himself musically, got to challenge himself. And, you know, got to get out there and see the country with a new group of people, which I'm always envious of. I've only got to do that once, and uh, I would definitely love to do it again, and hopefully it's with him. So yeah, Frozen Harbor, 16th and 17th, the Power Plant Live, uh, Blank Point Method is playing, I think, at Lucky's Lit, no, Lucky's Tavern, and Oppenheimer Orchestra playing at Lucky Lucky's Liquors. Ugh, can't talk. You see how much effort I put into these intros and outros now? I remember when I did Maryland Music and More, I was so like on top of it, I wanted to be this personality, and now it's like, alright, let me just cut this intro and outro. So I don't just go right into the show. I'm just doing it out of principle at this point. I hope you're still here. And if you're still here, I care about you. 16th and 17th. Can you get tickets from me? I don't know exactly what time we're playing. I'll probably know if you get a ticket from me. In any case, see you next time.